FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Faux Mondays, the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back on Thursday. We have a great, great episode coming up that you are going to love. It is Jennifer Wallace. Her new book is called Never Enough. It's about toxic achievement culture. And it's a book that it's, you know, it's rocketed up the charts. It's way up on the bestseller list already. It just came out because this is a topic that's so important, especially if you have kids. So for the parents out there, this one's for you. But today I want to talk about something completely different, completely different, because it is September 11th. And this is a day then this is a day meaningful for many of us. Certainly if you had friends or family who lost their lives that day or were affected by 9-11, this is a day that that brings up a lot of feelings. It's also a day that as a New Yorker who was here on the day, I remember very well. And it also, for me, really plays an important role in the development of the word FOMO. And so I want to share that with you. And I don't want to, by the way, having this conversation in no way would I make light or or sort of in any way sort of use 9-11 to tell the story of FOMO, except that it's just, it really is part of the story. And I want to explain it because it's something that I haven't really talked about much in the past. I've started to talk about it. And because I live very close to ground zero now, I moved down to Tribeca a few years ago, which you may know if you follow me on Instagram, I love taking photos of my neighborhood. And I've seen that, you know, this is a neighborhood that is really quite incredible, but was so effective, so affected by that day. And it was crazy. Last year, I was watching all these documentaries about 9-11. There's one in particular that I, that I loved. It's just so well done and so moving. These two French brothers who were documentary filmmakers, and they were just coincidentally filming a, a documentary about a local firehouse. And so... It's told through their perspective, the day, the 9-11 experience, and from the perspective of the, the firehouse and the people who work there, the heroes who who really, you know, many of them lost their lives that day. And that firehouse is just a few doors down from my apartment. So it was really quite surreal to watch the day sort of play out, really starting on my block. It was really shocking to me, and it made things even more personal. But the thing about 9-11 is it is very much still in my psyche today in terms of how I think about why, why I came up with the word FOMO. Now, here's the story. I want to take you back. Uh, it's going to be the year 2001. And I had just gotten back from a couple months working in Brazil. I was down there at JP Morgan in the venture capital and private equity group, working my, myself pretty hard, actually. Not having too much fun, a little bit of fun, but I was studying for the GMAT, studying really hard. And so I got back to town and I had decided to take the GMAT in New Jersey because my friend Micah told me, listen, 
let's stay at my parents' house right near Princeton. We can take a, a, a GMAT in this test center over there. I think it was Hamilton, New Jersey, because it's going to be quieter. Apparently, if you take the test in the city, it's very noisy and annoying, and there's a million people. And Hamilton, New Jersey, it's placid. It is tranquil. So I said, sure. So I was studying really hard. And on the, the 9th at night, September 9th, 2001, we drove out to New Jersey and stayed at Micah's house. Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Mizell, for putting me up that time. And then the next morning, we got up and we took the GMAT. And I remember it like yesterday. It was just imprinted in my memory because I'm in this little test center. I take the test and it went well. And we got out into the parking lot and I had my score and I did just so much better than I had anticipated doing. And I just thought, well, I'm going to apply to Harvard, which we're, I didn't really have that much confidence before to do that. So this was a big moment, just like sort of a, a self-confidence moment that I didn't have before. And so we drove back to the city, came back to New York. And that night I went out with my friend Matt and my friend Dan. And we went to this place called Pravda, which was in Soho. It's now closed, sadly. But it was this kind of Russian caviar place on Lafayette Street and Houston Street. And we stayed there for a long time. And then, well past midnight, we came out. And I looked down the street. I saw the Twin Towers. And I said, I remember this so well. I said, what a beautiful view of those towers. And then I went home and I went to bed. I will continue the story right after the break. See you in a minute. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, so when we were last speaking there, I had just gone to bed. Well, I woke up the next morning, my alarm went off, and I thought to myself, I had a pretty late night, and I did really well on my GMAT, so I am not going to the office right away. I'm going to hit that snooze button. But just as I went to hit the snooze button, I was listening to Z100, Elvis Duran, morning show, and they announced that a, a plane had hit the World Trade Center, and they said it was a small plane maybe a four-seater or something like that, a commuter plane. And so, you know, I thought that was horrible, but it didn't it didn't really cause me to get out of bed, frankly. I hit the snooze button, which now seems crazy to me, but I did. And then the next time the alarm came on, the second plane had hit. And I just remember I, I knew something was up, obviously, and I got dressed and I ran out to the street and I lived on 6th Avenue and 16th Street which had a clear view of the towers. If you look down 6th Avenue to the south, you see 
the towers. It was quite prominent. And I saw them on fire. And people were standing in the streets and observing, and it was really shocking. And I ran back inside, and that's when I learned on the news that the Pentagon had been hit by a plane, and I absolutely freaked out, like I'm sure all of you did as well, who were there that day, watching on your televisions or in New York City, who remember that day. And I got on the phone with my family, and then it was really hard to get connectivity. All the cell phones stopped working. The only thing that saved us that day, by the way, was Blackberries, which were quite new at the time. I mean, they're kind of gone now, but Blackberries were, they were the thing that worked. And then I got dressed and I went to the office and I'm not sure why I did that. But on the subway, you could just feel like people were afraid. It was very, very sad in the air. And when I got to the office, basically by the time I got there, uh, the tower, the first tower had fallen. And so, you know, I was in shock. I, I've realized this experience. I have no ability to react I, I simply, everything shut down. I really didn't even have a fight or flight. Eventually, I ended up walking home and then met up with a friend of mine who unfortunately her, her office mate was killed that day. And so she didn't know where her office mate was and then spent some time with friends uh, near Columbus Circle because I didn't want to be in lower Manhattan. And then I stayed at my brother's house in Queens that night actually because I just didn't want to be in Manhattan. And I remember, though, before I went out to Queens, I went to see St. Vincent's Hospital, which is closed now, but at the time was right by my house. It was in the West Village, expecting just to see what was happening, right? You know, what was the scene there? And when I got there, of course, uh, there were just paramedics and other folks waiting outside for victims that weren't coming because... Unfortunately, that day, a lot of people, you know, they, they just weren't finding folks that had survived in order to bring them to the hospital at that point. So what did this do to me? Well, you know, I think what it did was it changed the way I saw the world, at least for a period of time, maybe forever. I realized that, you know, what we take for granted, we should not take for granted. You just don't know what's going to happen, that life is precious, that you must live every moment fully, that if you want to do something, you should do it. It made me want to leave New York for a long time. And so when I got into Harvard a couple months later, that was the plan. I'm getting out of here. I just, you know, New York is, is a place that has a lot of bad memories for me. It did at the time, of course. And when I got to business school, it was like running away from all that to somewhere that was safe and that had lots of opportunities. And that's what started the FOMO. It's sort of like carpe diem every day is so precious. I've got it to do it all. And I think many of my classmates were the same and that's where it all started. And so that's where I, I came up with the word. 9-11 played a big part in my psyche and I think about that every year. And now that I live close to the Trade Center and it's an amazing site, they've done an incredible job. The museum is spectacular. It captures the day and its significance so well. It's important to remember all the folks who died that day, all the folks who were so courageous, all the folks who helped all the folks who were affected. And also just think about what it something like that does to our psyche. It doesn't have to be 9-11. We all have things that we experience that are deeply affecting, but how do they play into our psyche? And so that that's what I that's what I want to think about today as, as I ponder 9-11. Such a such a big day in the, the history of our world of the United States, of my own life. 
And so take a moment and think about that for yourself. Think about the folks who perished that day and you know, think about how it shapes the way you operate. All right, that's all for today. If you have thoughts, please feel free to share them. Let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com, PJ McGinnis on Twitter, Patrick J. McGinnis on Instagram. I'll see you on Thursday with Jennifer Wallace, Never Enough. And until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.